going to uh, try to get through a few of these little technical difficulties, if at all possible. Uh, so if you are watching us on Facebook Live uh, and you see us on your video, great. If not, let us know in the comments and we may start the video over. Uh, we are uh, in full-scale technology uh, craziness right now with... Yeah. Uh, learning some new equipment and you know different Wi-Fi's and all of that fun stuff moving rooms set up and reset up but we do have some tea for this evening well and I mean even though we're having these tech issues like you like I can see on my phone that we're up yeah and that's probably because Maddie's here to make us look good right the only reason yes um because I mean without him Y'all don't know how bad it gets. <laughs> um, so, okay, great. Everybody's saying you can see us. That's great. Well, y'all are awesome. Yeah, but you uh, see us. So, yes, things have been wild. We do have tea. I know people are um, here for the tea, but that's going to be towards the end, mostly to do with Restable School District. And we, we put the tea at the end on purpose because we have lots of other important things to talk about, and we want you to hear the other important things. Uh, so that's the secret. Uh, and we are all about <laughs> telling the truth here at Sass and the Beard. Uh, so, you know, stick around because there's other important information. As always, if you are watching this video or listening to our podcast, uh, share it with your friends, please. If you're with us on Facebook Live and you have questions, we will answer those live as we go along. Uh, the first thing we kind of want to get into is that the state of Arkansas is completely out of ICU beds because of COVID-19. Uh, and so for those of you who are listening or watching, uh, we want to encourage you to get the vaccine, uh, but don't just listen to us uh, political shit talkers. Like, Actually, don't listen to political talk shit talkers. Talk to your Go doctor. To your doctor. <laughs> Uh, and talk to them about your concerns with the vaccine, uh, and hopefully we can see these cases begin to trend in a downward. Yeah, but you know, with this ICU bed limit, um, with you know, they're they're saying that you know at this point it could start to really impact even some um, just you know if you were in a car wreck or right. had a heart attack, like yes, that you, you could really cause some issues. yeah inability to treat people mm. and so it's kind of crazy and and it's it kind of leads into one of the other things that i started my day out with today was um some really heartbreaking messages from folks uh who have been impacted by the pope county detention center's mm. covid outbreak right. you know we've talked about that the last couple of weeks that they had a huge number of inmates test positive, um, which <clears throat> that's not necessarily through anybody's fault. I mean, this, this is a disease, and in an enclosed environment, right. you're going to see it spread. Yes. But um, but a lot of inmates were released, and we uh, learned this morning that at least one inmate that was released um, almost immediately went into ICU mm-hmm. at St. Mary's um, with very severe illness. And Well, and there was initially an issue because of the lack of ICU beds that they couldn't receive him immediately uh and he continued to worsen and there was some space that had opened up and he was able to be admitted via icu there at st mary's and put on oxygen and the whole process i'm sure most of you are familiar with that process because of someone in your life or someone's video that they posted on social media um 
Yeah. And, you know, one some of the messages I received, <clears throat> I received from more than one person, actually, just kind of all at once, is, um, you know, people alleging that, that as inmates are not being given medical care when they request it. Now, I've sent over an FOI request to get some more information on that. Um, because, you know, I think it's important to remember that if you're the one who's sick, like, it's a different situation than if you're the one who's having to decide what resources can go where. Right. And so I, I want to recognize that, you know, the, the detention center is in a very difficult position yes. of, you know, trying to manage this situation with, you know, a, a jail that's already not in good shape and needs to be repaired or upgraded. And so, you know, it's something I think that people need to keep an eye on in our community. We, I don't know if you know this, but we... Uh, Pope County contracts with a private entity to do medical care for inmates. It's called Turnkey Health. They're a they're a for profit entity, like most medical care, right. um, and they specifically do correctional facilities. <clears throat> and so, I've asked for some information on that, but there've been a lot of federal lawsuits are, um, filed against Turnkey and even mm-hmm. filed against Pope County Detention Center, um, alleging malpractice or lack of care for inmates and so you know many of these have been dismissed because they're filed pro se meaning that an inmate filed them themselves without an attorney and so you know if they don't understand how to do all of that it's a very high bar and so like you know they just aren't able to to take that very far so that doesn't say whether they are um, valid or not necessarily, but it was almost always based on like technicality issues that they weren't providing the information that was needed to be able to carry that lawsuit forward. So it's 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 concerning, you know. It's like even if people are incarcerated, even even if they've done something really bad. I mean, a, right. a lot of the times we're seeing folks who are incarcerated for addiction issues, yes. for um, not paying their fines, things offenses. that are not yeah. necessarily yeah. Oops, not necessarily meaning that they're like they're not a bad person necessarily. They may have just made a mistake. But sometimes, you know, it's people who are legit. Like, they've right. done some really bad things. And But even in that case, I think, you know, nobody deserves to be, like, suffering without care. Forced to go through, um, you and, know, a pretty terrible Yeah. And thing. not to say and, that that's what is definitely happening. No. But it is concerning. Yeah. And, you know, one of the concer- most concerning things to me, and, and just to reiterate, the folks at Pope County Detention Center have been extremely communicative uh, to us, especially when they don't, you know, necessarily have to be, you know, but they've oh, yeah, been, they've been, great. they've been great to talk to us about their issues and concerns. And, uh, but to, in my humble opinion, um, if you can release that many people at once via, because there's a pandemic, then maybe we should find better ways to help people in those situations. Well, and you know, it's, it's kind of sad because now that all these folks are, um, that were released, we've heard there's, you know, been kind of a surge in cases at the detention center facility. Um, somebody just said that we keep freezing up and they're missing bits of what we're saying. I'm sorry, we're having some Wi-Fi issues. Um, this should record, and if it does, we will... Yes. We'll po- I mean, we'll post that recording later also, just in case. Yeah. So hopefully we're not, not losing anybody with that. Um, all right, so... That's kind of what's going on at Pope County Detention Center that we're aware of. We're going to keep following this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas Justice Project comments, Hey, thanks for watching our video, guys. Uh, they have been between a rock and a hard place, understaffed on a good day, uh, down 14 to 17 staff during the COVID outbreak. And, um, yes, that's one thing that we didn't mention. We mentioned last week but didn't mention 
in this uh, video here is that, that not only have, did they have inmates, but they had a large number of staff uh, affected by this COVID outbreak as well, which made them understand, which is why they released a lot of inmates. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and you know, that has to be taken into account. They can't have, I keep scraping my arm against this thing, it sounds not good, but it's, that's Nathan, I promise. Um, so, the <laughs> so anyways, that, that is you, yes, definitely not putting any blame anywhere yeah. on, at this point, just trying to find out what's going on and get a little yes. more information and keep people apprised of it because, you know, we did have like, a hundred folks nearly turned out into the community that were um, ill with COVID and, yes. and expected to quarantine, and that's scary. So, um, we saw this week, Kristen, uh, just kind of changing yep. the subject. That the, you know, we've had a lot of administrative turnover lately. Man, I think first and, week of school and was the rough. Pope County community, uh, and so we were kind of just. You know, out of the blue in Yale County at Darnell, the superintendent resigns and his uh, top assistant uh, resigned along with him. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of, I'm sure folks on uh, out in the social media world are speculating um, why or if this was something that was planned, you know, could it have been done earlier or, uh, but we, we do not know. We have no... Uh, direct knowledge as to why um, Mr. Thompson yes um, um, resigned yeah after the mm-hmm. first week of school so I'm saying it's probably mm-hmm. it's probably my kids fault I don't know <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, but the yeah so we don't have a reason yet but we're working on getting that information and we'll share it um, as it becomes available yeah. you know there is a difference with public records when someone resigns versus mm-hmm. when they're terminated when someone is terminated we have a lot more access to information than we do when they resign um, that's one of the reasons we've heard that Dr. Gocher kind of had some pressure to try to get him to mm-hmm. resign because it really shuts down a lot of information. So there's going to be a limit to what we can get in this, but we'll, we'll do our best. Yeah. Uh, and, unless it's my kid, and then I'm definitely not talking about it. <laughs> um, All right, so we ready to get in the tea? Yeah, so I, I you know, uh, Debbie had said something. I'm sorry I missed her comment about COVID cases earlier about if projections continue um the number of COVID deaths in Arkansas could reach, you know, numbers of soldier deaths, you know. So it was just very daunting. And that was that was a comment that she made. Um, but, uh, you know, it's pretty serious. Like, we need to take COVID seriously if you're not doing that. Uh, so, yeah, let's get to the tea. Uh, Kristen, um, Right. What's going on with all these lawsuits? Man, there's RSC. so many. There's so many lawsuits. The Russellville School District is like it's like night court over there, man. They're just it's like Oprah, like yeah. lawsuit for you. You lawsuit. get a lawsuit. Yeah. You get a lawsuit. Everybody gets a lawsuit. <laughs> uh, I think Chris told us that last week. That was a very good characterization. <laughs> well, okay, so I'll tell y'all the tea cooled just a bit. Okay, it was hot. Okay, and but you yeah. know I would rather be accurate than like right. inflammatory, yes. and so. Kind of the way I go about things is, like, if I see something and I start digging into it and going, okay, like, what could explain this? What mm-hmm. are the reasons that could explain this besides what I wanted? You know, like, right, what, right. whatever, like, scandalous right. thing or whatever, yeah. you know, what I think What's it might be. What's the truth, not just like, the dirty Well, and to find that, sometimes you just have to, like, you just have to kind of, like, think in different ways yeah. to ask the questions or to look for information. And so, so, initially, if you go back, to, okay, 
So in June, June 1st, I sent an FOI request asking for the bill, basically, from the Friday firm for the investigation into Dr. Gocher, wondering how much it cost. And around that time, some rumors had started that that a private individual had paid that bill. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, we should be able to find this out eventually. So I sent the request, and at that time, the attorney for the Friday firm said that he would be sending over the bill that week. So followed up a little bit later. They'd still not received the bill. Um, followed up again. Someone else tipped me off and said that they'd heard some more drama around this bill and who might have paid it. And so, you know, I, I really, I sent a lot of requests. The school district um, has, has been very accommodating with getting me information. But I'm like, look, okay, we can't find this bill. Right. It doesn't exist. There's no way that the Friday firm just like did this Didn't out of the goodness yeah, of their yeah. hearts. Like nobody <laughs> does that, especially with a government entity. Like they bill them twice as much. And so, so I was like, somebody must have paid this bill. And so I just, but I kept looking. So I was like, what else could you explain it? And so I kept reaching out and asking people what was going on. And um, and someone did provide me a very recent email that was sent by the um, chief financial officer for the school to the Friday firm just on um, last Friday he sent this I think that was the 20th and he received a response yesterday from the attorney saying that he would have it sent over immediately that day or have it sent over that same day which is yesterday the 23rd I checked again today to see they said they still haven't received it but but I did see in writing from the attorney that it's not because somebody else paid it right so that part is still out there we don't know how much that cost I bet it's a lot um, and I don't know why it's so hard to get this bill. This seems crazy. Well, but uh, maybe they're still figuring out how much work and hours and things, or maybe they, you know, I'm, I'm, this is benefit of the doubt. This like maybe Friday firm hasn't billed yet because they've got to get all their ducks in a row, you know? Maybe. So. I don't know. I mean, it just seems a little weird to be this long out and not have a bill, but maybe... <laughs> Maybe they're not as concerned about money. I, I, I would assume. Um, yeah, that, <laughs> but that's not all of the tea because there's there's definitely right. so, more stuff going on. But we on know here. that as of right now, no one has paid the Friday firm so then, bill. Yeah. Okay. Been able to kind of say like, okay, settle that rumor. That's right. not what's happening. But okay. I tell y'all, I was pretty convinced. I was like, <laughs> something doesn't make sense here. So I was really glad to get that information. Um. The other, there's two other lawsuits out there dealing with Coach Ryan Court, which we've put some blog posts up and some documents. There's lots of information available on our website at beardsass.com that has kind of background on this. But basically, this is tied with Gocher because um, Coach Court's grievance was sort of the the excuse that the school board used to terminate Dr. Gocher. Mm -hmm. I say excuse, that's kind of my opinion. Right. But so, um, so Gocher, so Ryan Court had filed a lawsuit um, alleging a, a Freedom of Information Act violation that when he requested, so so the, the superintendent, Mr. Andrew Vining, um, set up a contract with an attorney to do an investigation into Mr. Court based on um, some previous allegations that had been made about his conduct. And Coach Court had requested these documents um, because they're concerned him. He has a right to see them. And basically, the district was like, we don't have them. I mean, kind of went back and forth. And so one of the things that was alleged in that lawsuit was that Mr. Vining had spent twelve dollars to $15,000 on this investigation without getting it approved by the school board. 
we talked about this last week. We said, you know, if he'd actually seen a bill, he would know the exact exactly. amount. It wouldn't say yeah. 12 to 15. So I'm assuming they are speculating there based on the billable hours yeah, yeah. that they like anticipate. An hourly rate. Mm-hmm. Which, yes, yeah, they, they agreed to a contract of $195 an hour. Um, and it was very well explained in there what all that would include. And so, I mean, not to say that, that their estimate is far off. It's just, but I, but I think it's an right. estimate rather than being presented as a definite amount. Um, but so typically... So we still don't know what's in the investigation? Well, so according to the court documents um, from Ryan Court's lawyer, basically it kind of sounds like because the investigation was halted like nobody's turned over like nobody has them the attorney has them but it's not complete there's no information like it just stopped right yeah yeah. and so just seems really really strange because you know i mean that's a lot of it's taxpayer dollars it's a lot of money to spend and I, i you know typically i would think contracting for something like that would be would go through the school board um but then we also have this other lawsuit with Coach Cord that's a federal right. lawsuit. Yes. Right? And so that is a federal lawsuit kind of alleging that he's been discriminated against. Um, and We and, talked a lot about this yeah, last week about yeah. the Title IX and how, you know. And that, so the, the court did yesterday issued um, a decision that there would be a trial. They'll start the process for discovery, have a discovery conference. <laughs> Wait, can I? Okay. You tell So the... The trial will be held in 2023, so like a couple years from now. Mm-hmm. And that's assuming, you know, the attorneys don't find grounds to get it dismissed. Right. So so is this fool going to be on administrative leave for the next two years, or well, what's going to happen? That was kind of my question, because from what I've been able to find out, you know, he's, he's on administrative leave, he's still getting paid his salary... He's not coaching. Yeah. Um, someone else is handling that. I'm not actually sure if we have enough players for a girls' basketball yeah. team. Um, but, I, I mean, I couldn't even tell you what that number is, so don't count on me for sports. But <laughs> the um, – but so I checked into this because I, that's what my question was. I was like, do we have to just keep paying this guy the whole time he's on? We've got this trial out here? Mm, like, this yeah. is crazy. Well, because we're already paying two superintendents – and then if we have to get another basketball coach and pay two basketball coaches till all this is settled, that's a lot of money Yeah. that we're spending. And so I assumed that that decision really rested with the school board. And, and that's kind of, I mean, I was wrong um, on that. So I called Vincent Checking today with some sources to find out the process mm-hmm. for this. Because I just didn't know. And basically, the lawsuit cannot be treated as, as, a, as a reason. To, you can't punish him for filing a lawsuit, but you also can't use it to just hold him in right. place. Like, you can't fire him for the lawsuit. It's really a totally yeah. separate yeah. issue. Yeah. So, so the issue with him being on administrative leave really comes down to one person. The one person, super. the superintendent, yeah. Mr. Andrew Vining, the new superintendent yeah. who replaced Dr. Gocher. Yeah. Um, and... It's really, like, other than that one person, nobody else can really yeah. recommend that he's terminated or brought back on. And know that this, the school board approves that, but they right. can't initiate and it. And he could file a grievance after. There, there are multiple layers of ways that 
coaches, teachers, and employees are protected uh, if they are fired. But, yeah, the superintendent has said, okay. So that's kind of, in my opinion, what the, the tea really is tonight is that, like, this spending around the investigation. Yeah. I mean, all these different pieces all are kind of coming back to Mr. Vining as this one individual who's making all of these decisions with, it seems to be, very little oversight by the board. Um, and I think that that's something that folks should be aware of. You know, people have been following this and, and keeping up with it. It's your tax dollars paying yes. for him to sit at home. And so I just think that, um, you know, if people are concerned about this, if you have issues with it, it's, uh, you know, it's my bad for saying, hey, you should be reaching out to the school board because um, I kind of think you should be reaching out to Mr. Vining. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to be. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, definitely reach out to the school board as well. Um but call the school, talk to I mean, the I, people. You know, how, how are we going to, like, start an investigation mm-hmm. because there's grounds and then stop the investigation because it costs too much and then not? Right. Which, I mean, oh, that's their allegation. They haven't been able to confirm that they actually stopped it for that reason. Right. But it does appear that it's not completed or ongoing. There's a reason that it was stopped. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's... um. It's very strange, um, and I mean, it's concerning to me that this is happening like with so little oversight. Yeah. I guess that's my big thing. Trinity says here, uh, and I'm assuming she's talking about Vining. How can he, in good faith, let him coach? Uh, yeah, I mean. Well, from what I understand, he's he's not coaching right now. He's on right. administrative yeah. leave, but I mean, you know. It seems like the results of that investigation are pretty freaking important. <laughs> Sarah says, for him to be able to make a unilateral decision about someone else's employment when his own hiring was so controversial is just Bane's head on keyboard. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, but that's the job of the superintendent. And so uh, while we agree there is uh, drama around his uh, him holding that position, he, he holds it and that is his job is to make these decisions and it's man I don't I'm, I don't want to be a superintendent it's a tough job no uh, that's very true yeah. I, I would not want to do it but, mm-hmm. but you know I didn't ask to do it that's true um, I they didn't, didn't ask I, me to do it either I didn't, I, 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 didn't, said, I didn't text back and say should I come down there tonight <laughs> so I mean I don't know there's the tea right there really Like every day, every Tuesday, I come in here. I'm like, God, it's a long week. Hey, we didn't talk about the casino. Do we need to? Not that that's what I'm saying. We, we, there's nothing to talk about there right now. I'm not ready. Or state laws. I mean, oh look, state laws. That's mm -hmm. the whole thing. So I don't know if y'all saw today. A friend of mine who um, helps helps out a lot with our our requests for public information. Matt Campbell, he's an amazing attorney out of Little Rock. He put out um, a blog post today talking about this bill that was passed in the legislature that really was to target um, the LGBTQ community and, and even more specifically the Trans. transgender mm-hmm. community um, around medical care and access to medical care. And But it kind of turns out that the way they wrote that law in, in order to keep it from getting struck down by the courts makes it so broad that hospitals and clinics could choose to not treat vaccinated or not treat, to tr- not to not treat, treat unvaccinated, unvaccinated patients yeah. mm-hmm. or to put them lower on the list 
for medical care, which is, um, you know, not something I'm necessarily saying is a good idea, no. but it's it's kind of a, a scary thought when, you know, when laws like Right, our state written, legislature got involved with a lobby group that is producing federal issues into our state government to try and play these partisanship type games with left and right issues and this law was written within our state to play this game and now could potentially be used for a completely different purpose that would harm people who were unvaccinated so like I get it that we all kind of have our own partisanship you know you may be democrat republican libertarian or whatever you identify yourself as in a political realm but these games that are being played can i mean that's like one of those play stupid games win stupid prizes situations you know this is the thing that we want to do that because a doctor will never say no well, here we are in some situations where a doctor can look at it and say, well, is it first come, first serve, or easiest one to fix? Right. Most you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, well, and honestly, they don't even have to um, use, like, a triage procedure under that law to say, like, who's most likely to survive, because that's a, that's a, a medical decision that has to be right. made sometimes. Yeah. But to just say, if you're unvaccinated, don't come here for care. I mean, they, you know, they theoretically could, could, could do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that would be a bad, a bad yes. thing to do because Very you bad. want people to survive, to survive. And, and be healthy and get the medical care they need. Yeah. But um, it is an interesting part of how our legislature works. When you have a citizen legislature, that they can create laws that sometimes have um, very extreme unintended, unintended consequences. Yeah. So... Um, Think about that when you elect uh, your next uh, state representative in District 71. Who will be a completely... Which will be a completely different person coming up uh, in 2022. Um, We have some names that we would love to see on the list of those running for that office. And some of them you suggested in our Facebook post a couple of days ago. Um, I mean, that's really all the tea so we is, have to is, spill. is the rest of this show going to be about you running for office? I'm not running for a state oh, representative so anytime soon. Uh, I need to clarify that just in case I do it in the future. Um, Sarah says, I absolutely believe unvaccinated individuals should receive the same care and resources as vaccinated. This potential development feels very, you reap what you sow. I, I think they should get the same care. I, I like that, we were not saying that they should or shouldn't. Uh, other than just saying that it could happen in a situation that was set up for a completely other issue that was a partisan issue. But I would also argue that like people shouldn't be denied care based on their gender identity or Agreed. their 100%. sexuality. hundred percent. People shouldn't so, be denied care. Yeah. Like that's the whole point. Um, um, Trinity asked. Let me go back here. She said. So it seems like Vining should have him on leave. I'm, I'm afraid, but what else can he do? Okay, so that's, that's a good question. So, you know, my argument is that maybe Vining can't do anything right now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a They may have to wait through some of the discovery right. or through... Well, not the discovery. On the I mean, lawsuit, from the investigation. The investigation, yeah. yeah. And so he has more information than I do available to him because of his access. So 
he may have good justified reason for just keeping him on administrative leave, but a lawsuit isn't considered a justified reason for just keeping him on administrative leave. Um, it should be based on whether he's need, is it, going to come back on to staff or going to go off of staff. And, you know, he's been on administrative leave for a couple of months now. Um, we're into the school year. You know, I want to know sort of where this is landing. And I think that um, it's not the school board that's going to be able to tell us that. It's going to be Mr. Vining. And I, I think it's incumbent upon him to keep people informed, to be responsive to parents, to, um, you know, make good decisions in this. Um, whether that is that it's not founded enough and he should stay or not. But <laughs> You just told the superintendent to make good choices. Um, I'm all that's weird. funny. Make good choices. <laughs> I tell my kids all the time. Make good choices. Uh, yes, I'm not running yet. I'm probably going to run for something sometime in the future. But not today. Um, Y'all will be the first to know. Yes. After me. Well, and my wife. And then family. I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your that's family, like I that's mean, included in the me running. Yeah. <laughs> family, so. He acts like you guys aren't that important. Sorry. Well, that's not that. true. All right. They're very important. So that's pretty much the tea for tonight. We just had so much different stuff to talk about that it was just like I don't even know what to say about this tonight because there was just been so much and we were still digging into it till right up before the show because of some of the, you know, the issues with Pope County Detention Center we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. um, and just all of this going on. So we're going to have more updates on this coming up. Also, it's hotter than oh the devil's God. underside Look, out there. My hair looks so cute. I went to have my hair done by <laughs> Sarah today, and it looked so good, and then I got up in here, and I just sweated it into craziness, and so it's, it's not her fault. It's not. Well, so thank you all so much for watching. want to let you know that if you uh, aren't able to catch our show uh, every week on Facebook Live and catch the video, you can catch our podcasts on all your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, We even have a uh, Patreon. If you want to become a patron, you can do that. We have a cash app and a website. uh, And everything is at Beardsass. So it's Beardsass.com. It's at Beardsass on all of the socials. Uh, so uh, hit us up if you have any questions if you have any news that you would like to share please do we are all the time looking for new things to talk about in our community regarding politics oh my gosh yeah I I just remembered something that I didn't put on our list it just popped in my head oh my gosh okay so you remember when the quorum court last week we talked about them. Oh, yeah. Having yes. the... I'm sorry. Yes. I, look, Maddie's probably started our outro music. <laughs> this is such tradition. With it, now that he's like, yes, this is our tradition, is we do fake outros, and Maddie has to play the music for like 12 <laughs> minutes while we keep talking. But so, okay. So the quorum court, they did that last week with the, the resolution of disapproval. Yeah, but yeah. there was some kind of technical issue around the vote. Right. And, and they it, have to redo it. So they have to redo it. So that's coming up on... Thursday, the first Thursday in September. What's that yes. date? So coming up very soon. That may be next week. You'll get another slap on the wrist. So they're going to do it again, and he the... may have to stay for this one because okay. it's part of the regular meeting. He left the first one. So just say it. It can be really entertaining. And those meetings are not live streamed. They are in the county courthouse, which is in 1984. So, right, your county uh, officer and your city one, too, because they need to join the 21st century. Uh, and not just the 20th century. All right. 
That's it. That's it. That's it for real. You that's can start, start the but music. This is next Thursday, September 2nd. Okay. We are so thankful that you have watched our show or are listening to the podcast. Please share this with your friends and let them know what's going on in our River Valley area. And we will see you all next week.